the last searches are how to say you are beautiful in Spanish, how to say you're ugly in Spanish. It's like, nice. Nice. Those are your searches? No, those are my kids' searches. They come up on my computer because my kids have my Google account logged on their phone oh. so I can see everything. Mm. So I'll see their... Yeah, I'll see their... Helicopter parents, I got you. <laughs> no, dude. I just... I monitor it, but they never... They have never done anything wrong on it, so... Good kids. Well, I take that. I take that back. Mason has roasted people pretty good. Welcome to episode three of Somehow I Dad, a podcast about dad life from our own perspectives. I'm your host, Garrett, and joining me today from the great state of Ohio, Gordo. Hello. From Arkansas, Abe Phillips. We're back again. And lastly, hailing from Alabama, Tyler Giddens. What it do, flight crew? We'll edit that out. Uh, well, uh, before we get into today's episode, uh, there's something that I wanted us to go over. Uh, most of you know that Tyler and his wife, Ashley, um, are right around the corner from welcoming their second baby girl, Oakley, into the world. Um, Ashley is like, what? Uh, is she 36 weeks pregnant now? Uh, I can count backwards. So she's like four, four weeks away. <laughs> so 36 weeks pregnant. Great. So- so Ashley is uh, 36 weeks pregnant, and our good friend Tyler uh, posted this on Facebook the other day, and I quote, <laughs> my wife just called me from another room to help her get up from sitting on the floor, so I guess you could say she's kind of pregnant. Uh, <laughs> to which Gordo comments and says, uh, that's how my wife gets me off oh, the toilet God. when my legs fall asleep, which is understandable. We've all been there. Uh, but what I think we all want to know, Tyler, is did you post this before <laughs> <laughs> or after helping your wife get off so, the floor? I'm laying on the couch watching Sports Center because nothing's on. And I was I was comfy. And she's like, Tyler. She calls me from the other room. And she's, I'm like, what's going on? She said, I need help. I can't get out of the floor. <laughs> I said, oh, my, oh my gosh. I said, I'll be there in just a second. And I get the post in. I post the status. And I get up and then I go help her. <laughs> oh, my God. You should have waited for her to comment on it. And then <laughs> I, when got it. I helped her up. And then I said, hey, check your Facebook. She said, what? I said, just check it. <laughs> then I walked away. <laughs> Has she talked to you since? Huh? Has she talked to you since? Oh, she doesn't let me live it down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In other news, Ashley wants it to be known that she does have a husband for sale and will gladly (laughs) accept a trade for a Stanley Cup. Um, So if you've got any of those laying around, (laughs) um, she is more than welcome uh, to accepting that. Uh, But other than that, we've got a great episode in store for you guys. Let's get into it. Does anyone have any funny stories uh, about their family or kids they'd like to share this week? I got one. So I, I checked a, I checked a bucket list item uh, okay. with, my, okay. with my son over the weekend. We went and saw Avatar. Um, and, and probably a pro dad tip, check the length of the movie before you take a four and a half year old to the movies. Um, it only cost me a large Sprite, a box of Reese's. <laughs> 
okay. those little piece, the pieces and a tub of popcorn. And that's four hundred dollars second mortgage. <laughs> Man, I know ninety dollars later. Um, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, he did great. Um, however, two things: um, Avatar. Uh, I didn't realize had that much profanity in it. Um, hindsight in the way that my kid listens to profanity <laughs> is not ideal because he asked. It was a, it was a beer asked, movie. Ugh, man. And me and, to be fair, we we be very careful around him. Sometimes things slip out, right? Yeah. But we like we're very very careful in, in what we say around him at this point. Um, and he asked his daycare director if he knew what the f word was. <laughs> so that was that was that was fun when I when I picked him up. Um, but back to the movies. So he's he's towards the end of this bucket of popcorn, and the whole time I'm thinking this is a re- this is a good movie. I'm enjoying it, but my wife is going to kill me when I get home because dude is either going to throw up on the way home or he's absolutely going to pass out early. Um, and so he's shoving this popcorn in his mouth and bites down on a kernel and goes ah loud af in the movies okay um and i'm like i look over and i'm like dude you can't yell in the movie what happened oh he yeah goes, you're a movie guy I a popcorn seed. it's a popcorn seed what do we do with it i said dude just like throw it on the ground he was like can we plant it and I'm like, I'm <laughs> grow a popcorn. if you want to, and he was like, is that how they, they grow popcorn? And I'm like, dude, we can't have this conversation right now. So the whole ride home, we were talking about where, where popcorn comes from, how it comes from corn and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's in the name. You should have got it. You're four and a half. Let's go. So that was, that was quite, uh, quite the experience over the weekend for sure. So that's hilarious. Popcorn seeds. I'm never yes. going to call the colonel again. So I don't have a story about my kids. I do have a story about my dad that I did not share on Christmas. So uh, yes. one of the presents that I got my dad for Christmas was uh, I bought him a hunting license. He's been hunting before a ton of times uh, back in the day uh, before we become a pastor. He had a little more time to do it. Um, but he's never killed a deer, right? So me and my brother have. We've killed bucks. We've killed does. We've killed a bunch of deer. And uh, he's never killed one. So... I said, I'm going to buy you a hunting license. I can bring you onto the club for any day during December and I'm going to take you on Christmas. We're going to go, we're going to go find something. I'll put you in the best spot possible and we'll see what happens. It'll be freezing though. It was like 19 degrees. So, uh, I bought his license, got him ready, got him a gun, got him everything in the stand and ready to go. So I dropped him off at his shooting house. I was like, just wait here. I said, if you see anything, if you see a doe, you might not want to shoot it. You might want to wait on a buck. I said, it just depends on what you want. I said, it'll be your first deer. So I'm going to go. Uh, park the truck and then I'm going to walk past you to my stand. It's about a quarter mile. Um, if you shoot one, you need help. Just text me, call me, let me know. I'll be right down this, uh, the trail. So I park my truck, I get dressed. I'm carrying a buddy heater. I'm carrying a gun. I just got all kinds of stuff in my hands and I'm already exhausted because I'm carrying all this stuff and all he had to do is walk four steps. And, uh, he's been in the shooting house about five minutes as I'm getting dressed. So I walk down the trail about a quarter mile. I unzip my blind. I step in, I spooked spooked a doe on the way in. So I text him. I said, Hey, just be on the lookout. There's does out. He said, it ran in the field and ran out. I said, okay. So I get in the blind, zip it up. I hear bang. I was like, what? I said, did you shoot? He said, yeah. All right. Did you shoot it? Did you hit it? Yeah. Is it dead? (laughs) Did you get it? (laughs) He said, 
I think so. Limped in the woods. I pick up the phone and I call him. I'm like, are you joking? Like, did you actually shoot this deer? He said, yeah, it limped off in the woods. I think it's gone. I said, oh my God, now I'm going to have to go chase a deer down and find it. Track the blood. I'm going to have to go into it and just find it for the next hour. I said, okay, I'm walking back. So I haven't sat down in the last hour because I've just been walking the whole time. So I walked back to the shooting house. He's been in it for like 20 minutes. And we walked to the edge of the woods and it's just laying right there. Like he's been sitting in the shooting house for 20 minutes. He's never killed a deer before and he did it in 20 minutes. I go and sit for four to five hours a day and don't see Dude's anything. This man goes one time for 20 minutes and kills a doe. I was so happy for him, but I was so pissed at the same time. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Tony, we're all proud of you. That is, uh, <laughs> is a feat. <laughs> so now wow. every time I go, he's like, oh, it doesn't take me four hours. It only takes me 20 minutes. And he rubs <laughs> it in every <laughs> single time. Hey, when you're anointed, is, you're an orphan, yes. man. It is what it is. <laughs> right. It's still like from it. no one of the highlights of our lives, though. It was great. But yeah, I do have one. Dom was probably, hang on, let me think about this. He was, he was probably in about <clears throat> second or third grade. And uh, he, we get a call from the school one day and they're like, hey, um, they're like laughing, but they're like kind of nervous, right? And they start telling us this story and they're like, so... Dominic has a ring and we're like, okay. And they're like, well, he brought it from home. Um, it's, it's Marissa's. We're like, okay. And, and what? And he's like, well, he proposed to a girl at lunch and he's now married. So yeah, he was in second grade and he stole one of Rissa's rings, literally got down on his knee and asked a little girl to marry him during lunch with, I mean, tons of kids in there. Yeah. And uh yeah, dude. So we he still does he still hasn't lived that down. We we roast him like at least once a month Bro. about that. But yeah, man. Yeah. Dude's a straight player. Just walks is, in dude. and owns the place. He's like, Yeah, you're gonna be my wife. Here you go. <laughs> the right. middle of the lunchroom. Abe, you got a new dog. That's new. I did. I did. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about that. Dude, we got a uh we got a tiny golden doodle. Um all right. Named him Milo. Uh, my son wanted to name him Rocket. So oh, nice. that's so uh, much cooler Milo than Milo. Rocket so you guys is, settled on Milo. Is his name? Um, <laughs> it's funny. My son doesn't quite understand like the puppy nipping, biting phase. And so, yeah, when he's asleep, my son will go and like kind of snuggle up close to him, and he's like man, I love having a puppy. This is so much fun. Um, but the second that dude is on the ground and wanting to like jump on him and play instant freak out and cry. Like, I don't want this thing around me. It bit me. Like just, Oh man. This morning he came in and said, dad is Milo up yet? I said, no, he's, this was about five forty-five or so this morning. I said, no, he's yeah. not up yet. He's still he's still asleep in the kennel. And he was like, okay, can you get him up after I leave? I don't want to mess with him this morning. <laughs> I was like, dude, you wanted this thing. Uh, yeah. But Cora, dude, him and Cora will just play and play and play and play. Uh, Milo grabbed her by the hair, like bent oh, no. her hair oh, and like yanked her down outside earlier tonight. That was That was quite funny. Well, um, my daughter, she's okay. So she's good. She's fine. Yeah, good. She's fine. Good. 
Um, she kind of turned around and looked at him like, I will murder you. But <laughs> my daughter's terrifying, dude. Wow. She, she is scary. She's All right. Scary. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I let my wife discipline her just because yeah. scares the fire out of me. So. <laughs> well, I figured it was only for everyone to share a few dad jokes, you know, since this is a dad podcast. If you at home listening have any you want to share, please feel free to reach out on Instagram or email. You guys have any uh, dad jokes you want to share? How do you get a country girl's attention? Oh, God. Oh, Ask God. your dad. A tractor. <laughs> wow. Oh, my oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, a tractor. Yeah, oh. a tractor. Or like a tractor. Or attract her. Yeah. Yeah. Track her. Stalk her. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. Did, yeah. Uh, you can't think that way. <laughs> did you guys know that people Did you guys know that people eat more bananas than monkeys? I hope so. I mean I mean, when was oh. the last time you saw someone eat a monkey? Oh my god. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, I'm more, I'm more of a, I'm more of like the super corny as, as things come along dad yeah. joke. I don't have any like legit, here is a dad joke stuff. What did oh, the yeah, German, dude. what did the German police officer say to his belly button? To his, to his belly button? Yeah. To his belly button. You're under know. a vest. Oh my Lord. I hate you, dude. <laughs> This is a vest. Oh my god. A million views for this section right here. Here it goes. The other day my wife told me to put ketchup on the shopping list, but now I can't read anything. <laughs> so bad, dude. It's so bad. It's painful. That's honestly the wife's gonna leave. A few it's months bad. ago, I asked my wife what her birthday was. She said March first. So I marched around the room and asked again. <laughs> it's so they're like it's sympathy laughs they're so bad they're so bad this sounds like something i would do <laughs> did you guys uh hear about the italian chef that passed away with a terminal illness no he passed away you said it you said it. <laughs> can only can only do so much now he's just a pizza history. I heard it was fake and that he, that he was an imposter. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, that was good. God. This is painful. <laughs> I've, got, I've got one more. Does anybody else have any? Yeah, my dad makes oh, a great God. lasagna, so we call him Pasta Tony. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was I was listening to the news this morning, and a truck loaded with Vicks vapor rub overturned on the highway. Amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. Hey, <laughs> I asked my uh, I did ask my chiropractor why he doesn't do stand up. He's like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Cause you crack me up," and he's just like, "All right, dude, get out of my office." <laughs> Does anybody have any more? No. No. no Abe's like, please. Abe's like, please no. let us move on. <laughs> He's so making bad. his skin crawl. 
This podcast is brought to you by one of our favorite sponsors for this week, Fishing with Floaters. Fishing with Floaters is a family-friendly game for all ages. Are you and your little ones ever just sitting at home on a gloomy Saturday night wondering what the heck you can do to keep them entertained? Well, Fishing for Floaters is sure to keep family time fun and delightful. Just take these slimy logs and place them in and around your family toilet. Just grab the rod and go to town. Can you hook a little floater before little Timmy? Have you already graduated from our standard rod? Well, try our new fly fishing rod for professional floater families today. What are you waiting for? Also works well with Target toilets. Click the Amazon link below and let's get floating. Well, hey, if you have any questions about dad life, parenting, married life, or just general questions about Abe's flat earth theories, please follow us and message us on Instagram, <laughs> comment and subscribe on YouTube at Somehow I Dad, or email us at somehowidad at gmail.com. Uh, this week's question comes in from TJ Weaver. TJ asks, how often do you think about how you're modeling a marriage in front of your kids? Every second. I think I would add to that. Uh, what are you intentionally doing to model your marriage in front of your kids? Mm. We might take up the whole podcast for this one, dude. What a great. Hey, that's all right. What a great question. My God. For sure. That is, I can tell you everything I do wrong. <laughs> man. A very good model at what not to do sometimes. With I'll the, tell you that with, much. With the quickness, that is, <laughs> dude, so, I, I don't think I was prepared for that. <laughs> so I would say like one thing that we try not to do is argue in front of each other uh, because we've done it before. We've had arguments like every couple does, but we did it like we've done it in front of Aspen. And then that just causes mm-hmm. her to like, to ask questions like, daddy, why do you hate mommy? Like, <laughs> I don't hate your mommy. Oh, and God. vice versa, Ooh. she'll ask her mom the same thing. And, uh, that's not really the example we want to set. So if we ever have to have an argument, or we ever get frustrated, we just kind of separate, walk away until we have the moment to talk about it. Because talking about it while you're extremely frustrated anyway is not going to solve anything because you're just going to be yelling anyway. Yeah. So we try to disband for a few minutes, find a moment to where we can come together and talk about whatever it was we were upset about and then put it to bed there. And I think that's one thing that we've done pretty well lately that we didn't do very well in the past is avoiding any confrontation in front of her. Um, I mean, there'll be a little like, Hey, why do you do this? Why'd you put this here or whatever, but not like arguing in front of her. Man, I don't, I don't think that there in, in all seriousness, there has ever been, um, an, uh, an argument is, is there's so many levels and so many facets to that. Right. So like I, yeah. it uh, for me, it's important for me and my wife to, um, really, we, we don't yell at each other. I can't think of a time that me and my wife have ever like been so angry that we have like had a shouting match, uh, like a me versus you, type of yeah. thing right we read a book yeah. um and uh, you know at some point i'll get through if we ever get to a marriage you know episode i'll i'll explain me and my wife's testimony because i think it's, it's pretty amazing anyways yeah. um yeah we read a book you know 
a couple years down into our marriage called love and respect. We didn't, we didn't finish it. Um, but one of the key things that really just rocked me in my wife's world was, um, how they talk about the crazy cycle. Right. And we can get in, we can, you know, we can kind of dive down into that a little bit later, but, um, I say all that to say that was something that in the book was very important that you fought together if you were in an argument or a disagreement or whatever. And we try to focus on modeling conflict resolution really in yeah. front of our, in front of our, in front of our son, um, because he used to do the same thing, Tyler. We would like, um, I don't want to say we would, we our, our volume would get a little bit higher, a little bit louder, but it wasn't a shouting match, but it was really a, like, um, working through something actively as it came up. Right. And yeah. once our son started to ask questions of like, you know, dad, why, why are you so loud? Mom, why are you so loud? You know, like those questions of like, wait a minute, I understand that something is different now. So what's, what's going on? Um, and so we, we focus on making sure that he understands that, you know, me and mommy love each other to the ends of the earth. You know, we would do anything for each other, but that doesn't mean that we're always going to agree. That doesn't mean that it's always going to be smooth sailing, that sometimes we get mad at each other and being mad at mommy or mommy being mad at daddy or whatever is not a bad thing. The bad thing is not talking, right? Like not working through it. Uh, And so that's what we really try to model on because me and my wife are both very, we got to fix it, right? Like us trying to separate is more difficult <laughs> than sure. really working through whatever, you know, whatever it comes up. Um, and so that's, that's, what's really important. What's really important for us is him seeing that conflict resolution kind of playing out and the calmness of, you know, the volume getting loud and then us kind of starting to come down and come to resolution and realize, and we always make sure that we show affection after we get through whatever it is, you know, whether it's a hug, it's a kiss, it's an, I love you, you know, whatever it is that he knows, even though that happens, um, at the end of it, there's still love at the at the end, and that's that's what's holding all this stuff together. So, we didn't yeah. get there right. on an easy path, but yeah, I think it's really hard to explain to her what's going on. Like, she she she's really really smart. She's not three yet, but she can still decipher like whether we're in a good mood or a bad mood, regardless of our volume, because mm-hmm. we might argue but we're not very loud like hey why'd you put this here why'd you do this why'd you say this what whatever it is that we're talking about and uh, she'll be like daddy stop yelling at mommy i was like i haven't even raised my voice and Uh she'll be like stop yelling at mommy i'm like i'm not yelling because she gets she's super super sensitive so if you yell at her like across the room and you like putting any emotion into it she just starts crying you hurt my feelings like she can, she's very perceptive of that stuff like feelings yeah. and emotion she can sense it so we have to be very careful in the way we say stuff what we say so we kind of have to disband until we can get away from her to talk about stuff or she completely senses everything like it's crazy yeah, yeah. i've never met yeah. a three-year-old that can do that like it's nuts <laughs> yeah that's good i think we Obviously, like we don't have our kid yet here yet, so it's it's different. But our dog is kind of the same way. Like if we ever get like raise our voice any more than like a normal talking volume, and we don't do it that often. Um, but you know, sometimes when you're irritated, you just have a different tone, and um, our dog will notice that and just immediately start barking so loud and like the highest pitch because she just can sense that something's off. Um, so I think that's helped. That's like 
helped us be intentional about the way <clears throat> that we just talk to each other and handle even just the little conflicts on the day-to-day basis. Like I've just had to learn that I can't, obviously I can't talk to her that way because she's my wife and she deserves to not be talked to that way. But also I can't talk to her with any sort of like frustration. Otherwise our dog is just going to lose her mind. (laughs) So I think that's kind of helped us, helped us kind of have that on the forefront of our mind. Um, But we also talk about like, how can we, intentionally model a good marriage in front of our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like how can we, how can we intentionally show our kids that we love each other and that we are there for each other without it being like way over the top and like make them uncomfortable. <laughs> but like, how can we, what, like we just, it's always, I feel like it's just on the forefront of our minds um, because we just want to make sure that our kid has a great idea of what marriage is supposed to be like um, mm-hmm. and a healthy marriage. So, yeah. It's kind of funny you say that because it kind of leads right into my my thing. It's I I, I kind of learned this, learned the same thing through my animals. Like Loki, if he even senses that I'm frustrated, like before this podcast, I kind of got on the boys a little bit. Um, I went in their room and it was just a disaster. And I was like, I was like, guys, you know, like mom checks this every night at 7 p.m. You know, it needs to be clean. Like, yeah. The the whole point is I'm trying to teach them to be proactive and like instead of reactive so i want them to get it done before their mom sees it so anyways i came downstairs and loki was like he like saw me and he like ran behind the couch and (laughs) he does that (laughs) he does that and i wasn't like i didn't stomp down the stairs i didn't yell at the boys i was just like dude like he just sensed it in me and so like he sensed that disappointment and he can sense stuff like that so I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, Loki is that way, not because of how I disciplined the boys tonight or that disappointment that he felt tonight, but how I've modeled myself prior, you know, he's only two years old. So this is like not far removed. Um, how I've acted in anger towards like the family before, or like towards Loki has caused him to like have this sense and mode that he goes into. So I've often wondered like, Okay, if it does it that much to a dog, you know what could it? What could mm. I could it have on our children? Yeah, you know. So that yeah. is, yeah, that's something that you know is at the forefront. And I say all this with, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type of like I'm not abusive or anything like that. But I struggle with anger, and one of the things that really brings that out is, um, <laughs> not only drinking alcohol but also driving, and driving is something that. You know, we do often. Not at the same time. Not, not at the okay. same time. Clarification. <laughs> Point of clarification. clarification. Yeah. <laughs> I do not drink Wow. Drinking and driving. Yes. Yeah. That brings out the best in us. No. <laughs> Man, we got two strikes on one more strike and we are off Apple Podcast. Um, <laughs> Steve Jobs would be ashamed of us. Um, <laughs> No, I'm I, I'm just saying that you know no, the, it, that the, sure th- those things are so recent that it's like something I've learned and something I've prayed about and and realized is that like you know it's not we have we have an opportunity after the fact if we screw up we have that opportunity after the fact I'll give you guys a little story we took the boys to a pump track and it's in a pretty like bad part of Cleveland right um, and it's kind of industrial. And 
it was me and my brother and Dominic and Mason and my brother's, my brother's name is Zach and it was his son, Finn. And we told the boys, we're like, we were packing up the car. We said, Hey, whatever you do, don't ride, don't ride that way. All right. Don't ride behind that warehouse. I know you guys have done it during the day before and it's been fine, but please do not do it tonight. We're trying to get out of here. We're loading up the car, the car before it gets dark. Um, yeah. All of a sudden we hear tires screeching and me and my brother go around the corner and this guy is flooring it straight at my nephew. And my nephew goes flying off the side. The only reason that I think he didn't get hit was because there was a dumpster where the guy would have had to drive straight at him, but he was literally floored it at my nephew. Um, what the heck? He didn't see me and my brother because we were around the corner, right? So my brother's reaction was to go up to the car he was like tried to stop the guy the guy freaked out when he saw adults he just thought it was like kids screwing around right i grabbed a <laughs> the guy like stopped in the street and i grabbed this big massive piece of um like concrete like i was just like i was ready to just fight this guy and bust his skull and i was so mad that he threatened the life of my nephew that i threw yeah. this massive piece of concrete like through the street there was no other cars it's like a dead end through the street it just missed his car. And, you know, the point that I get to is that we were so shaken up. My brother and I were ready to get in the car and go chase this guy, find him, all this stuff. And we were saying this out loud. Like we were making a really bad example. And at the end of it, we're like, you know, we were driving home and, and I said, I know exactly yeah. what we got to do. We got to talk to the boys. And so, you know, we just basically brought up like that, the vengeance is God's like, we can't retaliate with sinful behavior and we got to use ourselves as examples. I'm like, I'm like, you know, what if we would have caught up to that guy? What if we would have, you know, what if that would have hit that guy's car? Like we can't, we can't retaliate in that way. And, you know, it was, it was such like an earth shattering moment for my nephew. Like his innocence was taken away from him at that point in a sense, because wow. he was like, I can't believe somebody would try to kill me. Like he, he would, yeah. he was so upset because he couldn't believe that somebody would try to kill him and, you know, whether or not the guy would actually hit him, I, the way that it looked to the warehouse manager that we called the next day, he said he drove right at him trying to kill him. The only thing Jeez. that saved him was that he swerved behind the dumpster and it was just a, it was just a really great life lesson because I'm telling it right now and I want to go find the guy, right? And yeah, I'll go with you. it's, it's just, yeah, it's a, na it's like a natural feeling. And it's very hard for me to sit here and say that we have to, and we have forgiven that guy. And, yes. you know, and, and it's, that's the hardest thing to do sometimes. And so I guess sometimes I think, you know, we're never going to be perfect, but sometimes I think our kids see these less, see these things that we go through so we can teach them very valuable lessons. Um, mm -hmm. you know, very, very picturesque lessons of this is life. We're all sinners. This is what we ought to do when we sin though. Bring it back in, repent, yeah. reel it in, get back to yeah. it, you know? So that's, uh, that's really good. I think it brings up a good yeah. point too, of like, you have to think that you're not only just modeling what a marriage is going to look like for your kids, but you're modeling what being a dad looks like for your kids. And you're going to, I mean, you're teaching your kid 
even at a young age, how to be a dad, yeah, and how to how to respond to things in that kind of situ- in those kind of situations. So it's just good to always like. <clears throat> I think the key in all of this is like it should just be something that we're constantly thinking about and recentering ourselves. Going, I'm always setting an example for my kid, my kids, um, my nephews, whoever it may be. Whether that be in my marriage, in my friendships, in who I am as a dad, as a father, like you're always just setting an example and you have to be aware of that. And even if you mess up, it's okay. Like, let's recenter, let's refocus, let's regroup, let's figure it out and let's be a little bit better tomorrow. And I think that's what it's, what it's being about. And I think that's really good. Yeah. That's funny when your kids, like you teach them things that upsets their mom. Right. And then you upset their mom with the same thing and they tell you yeah. dad you're you're upsetting mom right now like you're like whoa you're right you know you're and then that's the whole point of like raising little boys is like you're raising men and i had a tough yeah. conversation with risk tonight and i said babe i said you know you're not supposed to have to yell at them like they're supposed to be proactive you're checking to make sure it's clean at seven not to yell at them to clean it you know yeah and yeah it's just um it's just cool i think always bringing it back to love just like abe said too and i sorry i rabbit trailed there a little bit off marriage but just like abe said like we can't like we we can't if we're mad at each other we can maybe be mad for maybe 15 20 minutes a half hour an hour at the most but it's like we have to work it out we we have to work it out um can't stay mad a big thing yep. in our in our house is, um, you know, we've got a we've got a four and a half year old, and he doesn't. There's no emotional intelligence, <laughs> right, <laughs> or any, anything like that. And so, a big coin phrase in our house is, is the feelings are okay, the actions aren't, right. And that that really goes good. so much further than, um, you know, it goes so much further than. Like like being upset and throwing a toy or throwing a fit or, you know, whatever it is, right? Like we, we have to model that the same way. We don't, we're not great at it in any way, shape or form. And, and that's something that, you know, we have started to kind of talk with Roman a little bit about, uh, you know, on on a very, very high level, obviously, um, but it's just like, look, we're, 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 we do the best we can every day. Let's just, let's focus on today. Let's do the best that we can today. Um, and if we mess up, guess what? God willing, we'll wake up in the morning and we get to try again. And that's the thing. That's the important piece, right? Is daddy's not always going to be a great daddy. Mommy's not always going to be a great mommy. But the core is we're family and we love each other. And that emotions, if you're sad, if you're upset, if you're happy, if you're silly, if you're angry, whatever it is, those are human nature. That's part of it. That's life. But it's not okay for daddy to yell at mommy. It's not okay for mommy to yell at daddy. It's not okay for Roman to be mad and throw a toy. You can scream, I'm mad, if you want to. I want you to be able to express that stuff. Yeah. And so we've learned as we, you know, if we get into, uh, you know, a heated argument or or something along those lines, um, you know, we – really focused it's it's it was so awkward at first dude of being like i am very <laughs> frustrated with you and this is what you know like because yeah, yeah. Only if like if if he hears the volume raise a little bit 
I want him to understand that it's okay to voice how you feel towards things, right? Like I'm yeah. not happy with you right now because X, Y, and Z, what, you know, whatever it is. And, and the yeah. other day he goes, he was mad about mad at me because I told him he wasn't going to have a toaster strudel for dinner. You had, you've got, you've got a really good dinner. I'd be mad about that as well. So yeah, I know, better. right? Um, <laughs> I said, you've got a really good dinner and it, it, he's been on this dude. He's been on this thing of like, um, he'll eat like two bites of dinner and then say, may I be excused? And I'm like, yep, that's fine. But if you're hungry, this is what you're going to eat. And then I see him sneaking into the pantry and eating a freaking granola bar. Or he had like four big marshmallows in his mouth the other day, which are on the fourth shelf. So dude is Macaulay Culkin up this thing, grabbing these freaking marshmallows. And so it's just like... um, it's so frustrating. I don't even. I, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going to end up, right? Like that was that was that that story. Like but I know, right? <laughs> um, but man, it's just like it's 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 really shortened our fights when we when we literally voice like, "Yeah, I'm mad at you because yeah. I've asked you thirty times to load the dishwasher in a very specific way." Because you got it's you got to put them in there the right way; they don't get clean. Like, that's true. That's true. Check cups upside down, or don't that's put them the in there. Add talk, yeah, because they'll fill with water. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. You know how many times my mom has yelled at me over the way I've loaded the dishwasher? She just stopped asking me to do it. <laughs> Bro, no, it's there's, not, there's like, only one way to do it, and if you don't do it, don't do it at all. Right? She said, "This they're not going to get clean. Please do not do it this way. Do not mm-hmm. put the dishes here. Mm-hmm. Put them here." Like mm-hmm. every single yep. time. So she made my sister do it. I do I, I will scrub <laughs> dishes clean before I put them in the dishwasher. Anyway, anyway, I'll rinse them off. I'm not scrubbing. I did not pay that money for a dishwasher to wash them myself. I might as well just wash the whole thing. I'll, I'll scrub them. But there's a, but there's a particular way you got to do it, right? So like one of our one of our big arguments all the time. Tyler, it it frustrates me right now that you do that. I want to avoid how I feel that it frustrates me. <laughs> I don't put it in the dishwasher with food dishwasher. on the plate. Like I rinse it off. I spray it off with a hose thing that Attached with the hose? Is that what you do in Alabama? You just go yeah, out. I've got a kitchen sink. Go to the dishwasher and spray out the dishes with the hose. I have a farmhouse sink. So you pull it down and you press the button and it puts pressure on the plate. It rinses any extra stuff off and then you wash it. Like anything oh, that's stained no. onto the plate or on the plate, like stuck. The dishes are almost, are almost eating, eating clean again before I put them in the dishwasher. Absolutely not. That's OCD, bro. You might as well just put the soap on it, scrub it, and put it in the cabinet. Nah, uh, this is a conversation nah. for another day. No, no. <laughs> oh, this frustrates me so much. My grandmother did that. Like she just about washed the, the dish right way. before you, you put it in. Like man. you just washed it. Glad I'm glad that you know how to voice how you feel and not keep it inside. <laughs> it's not easy, dude. Well, hey, I'd love to grab your guys' thoughts on this because I think it's something that all couples talk about uh, before they have kids at some point. Uh, but everyone's parenting styles are shaped by how their parents parented them and how it affected them. Uh, what are some things that your parents allowed or didn't allow when you were a kid uh, that you now, as a parent, allow or don't allow your kids to do? 
I'll start off real quick. I think something like super simple that my parents never allowed me to do as a kid was to get soda at restaurants. Like whenever we went out to eat, it was, it was always water. And like we, I I brought this up to them the other day when I was having uh, dinner with them and told them about the episode and what we, what we thought we were going to talk about. And I was like, it drove me nuts as a kid that you guys never allowed me to have pop at restaurants. Like I wanted to have a Coke or I wanted to have whatever. And they were like, no, you can get water. Like it wasn't even an option. Like whenever the waitress would come around and ask what we wanted to drink, it was just automatically water Four water. We'll have three waters. That's great. Thank you. And I don't want my kids to have to grow up like having to feel that. Like if they want to get pop and they, they can get pop. Like I don't, if it's reasonable, you're shaking your head. No, <laughs> no way, dude. I'll tell you exactly why when you're done. Your parents well, are if genius. It's, if it's reasonable, like, I don't know. Like I just, it was a luxury that I didn't have as a kid and I want my kids. It's like, I don't know. And I understand that. Like, I feel like what you're probably about to say is that they are going to get all hyped up on Mountain Dew Bingo. and come at you like a spider monkey. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, maybe I'll, I'll probably think differently when I have kids, but I, I really want them to be able to have people to, to at least have the option if they want it. I don't know. Dude, it is a hundred percent pure that they did not want you to have all that sugar. Without question, we do the exact same thing. We do yeah. if we if it's if it's lemonade, you're getting half water, half lemonade. Even on special occasions, like a birthday dinner or something. I can't no, tell if- because at a birthday dinner, I want to go to sleep <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Now, okay, so I will say that I mentioned earlier when we went to the movies, I gave him a big old Sprite. Like, that on occasion is, like, they'll get some they'll get some pop. But his their bedtime starts at 7. They're in bed by 7.30. If we give them pop, um, or we call it soda or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, if we give them sugar water at, like, 4.30 or past... We're seeing eight thirty, nine o'clock without question. And it is the most frustrating thing in the entire world. So we do the same thing. If we go, if we go out, the, the, we'll give them yeah. half lemonade, half because they don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, we'll, yeah. You know, we'll mention, you know, or it's, or it's water. That's yeah. Um, and that's it. So I get it. I get it. I'm the same. Yeah, we, we don't do that at all. Like, <laughs> we just went to eat Milo's before we came home at seven o'clock. She you had to eat at Lowe's? Milo's. It's an Alabama restaurant. You wouldn't get Oh, it. we don't have those. Okay, continue. Okay, Sorry. Probably. All right. Um, we <laughs> gave her a Sprite and a grilled cheese before we left, and that was at seven o'clock. We got home at eight, or that was at six o'clock, six, six twenty. We got home at seven fifteen, laid down in the bed. She was asleep in 15 minutes. She, no she went to potty before she went to bed. Went to bed, went to sleep. She nope. drinks Sprite, sweet tea, Coke, Dr. Pepper. Her favorite drink is sweet tea. Loves it. Fantastic. She drinks water. She drinks Propel water. Anything she wants. But we make sure she drinks water. He is her father's child. But she loves sweet tea, Dr. Pepper, Coke, Sprite. The whole thing. Not watered down. Just the whole thing. High sea juice. It doesn't matter. Just whatever she wants in that moment, we, we'll give it to her. But we make sure she drinks like Propel or water or something later in the day. But at any point, she can drink it and go to sleep an hour later. Oh no! If if my kid could do that, <laughs> we'd probably still give him water. So. <laughs> she doesn't get hyper off sugar. I don't. I don't either. Like I've never gotten hyper off sugar. Like it's caffeine, obviously. Will 
but like just sugar, no, never. I can drink a Red Bull and go to sleep right now. No I could too, dude. Same here. Mm-hmm. Caffeine. If like, I drink coffee past two, I'm up. That's how my dad is. My dad has to like can't drink caffeine past like three, maybe. Otherwise, he's up like all night. Oh, for mom. real, it's it's a real thing, and I've always been that way. Always been that way. And I, I wish I was that way, dude. My parents never like Coke and stuff wasn't like soda wasn't a huge thing at my house all the time. We had a lot of sweet tea. My mom made a lot of sweet tea, but I, it wasn't like syrup. Like it was just on the cusp. But my dad thought seasoning was salt and pepper. So that was. Oh boy. Yeah. I put garlic oh on a steak one time and I still remember that conversation. If you cook it right, it only needs salt and pepper. Well, not exactly, oh Dad. Anyway. Don't get me. Don't get me started. Oh my god, that's a whole oh, episode idea. Put it in there. We'll, oh, we'll oh man. <laughs> wow. But I would say to the question, to be honest, I would say growing up, my my parents really, my parents. We grew up on twenty nine acres out, you know, out in the country. Um, we had a had a vineyard on one half, and the other half was a uh, motocross track. We had one in the front yard, one in the backyard, and. You know that's that's really what we what we did growing up, but they let me just experience life, right? There wasn't really, uh, you know, my dad taught me gun safety at a really young age, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and taught me what it what it meant to take an animal's life, you know. Um, but it was like a it was like a rabbit squirrel. We didn't go like deer hunting or anything. My mom hates hates guns but my dad was you know my dad was in vietnam and he's like you're gonna have to learn it <laughs> like you have to learn how so i shot a 12 gauge when i was like seven and didn't want anything else to do with it because it knocked me over um but yeah there there was never really you know when when i got older and got you know towards a junior senior in high school you know my dad sat down and was like look if you're gonna go to parties there's gonna be alcohol there there's gonna be other things right like i i I don't want you to do those things, but I'm, you know, I can't stop you. So here, here's the, here's the cold hard truth. If you get into, and this is something that I'm really starting to realize now that I recognize, you know, my dad passed away. It was eight years ago um, in December. Um, I didn't realize at the time, but uh, he was the most compassionate, loving, like guiding it was one of those like and i don't know if it was just so smart it was like reverse psychology where it was like hey i you know i'm gonna scold you this is what's gonna happen if you don't do this like yada 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 he was like look if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it right and i want you to be safe about it and if you ever drink too much i don't care where you're at i'm on the way you call me i'm on the way i don't care if it's two o'clock in the morning and you know you're just totally drunk or you're stoned or whatever um call me I want I want you home over yeah. you know you being safe and, and all that kind of stuff and I've never done drug to this day right not, yeah. you know not because I didn't want to or you know or, or whatever now you know I got super wasted at parties <laughs> and all that kind of stuff but you know I've called my dad a handful of times and every time he's there and he never yeah. he never asks you know he was never pissed off about it he was never anything he's like you just you're you're being even though you're breaking the law <laughs> you're doing something you're not supposed to um yeah. you know i know that you know and you called me and that's what i care about that you're coming home and he's yeah. given multiple friends 
um, you know, from high school rides home and, and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't realize the impact until now, you know, having a kid and, and all that kind of stuff and just walking through that. So my parents were very, very open and I know what I did as a kid, dude. Oh, I was horrible <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, I was so bad. And I see that in things that like Roman does now. And I'm like, bro, you better not be doing that. Because <laughs> I know what I, I know what I was doing as a kid. Yeah. But I have to like, yeah. I, like I had a great conversation with my mom a couple weeks ago about, you know, about, I just watch how she interacts with Roman and it really, it's very convicting for me because I feel like I strangle this kid a lot, even though I, f- on the other hand, I feel like I give him a ton of leeway <laughs> at the same time. I'm like, yeah. man, I just, I need to let him experience these things on his own and I don't want to hinder him. Um, you know, and the more and more I watch my mom interact with him, the more and more I feel like I'm a little tough. Like I need, I need to loosen up and let this kid you know, let this kid act up. And so what if he breaks this $20 baseball bat that we bought him? You know, it's it's like, you know, whatever, it's 20 bucks. But at the same time, I want him to learn that we take care of the things that we buy. You know, so yeah, it's like sure. I'm super convicted a lot of the time of like, am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's emotionally taxing for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the only thing my parents really didn't allow too much was like sleepovers. Like most of the time we couldn't go to somebody else's house. And I think that's a very prominent thing in families. Like some families do not allow it at all. And some families don't care. They're like the destination yeah. spot. You know, every kid in the school comes over to that person's house, you know? Um, yeah. But ours, I get both sides of it. But I think the majority of it for me was I was diagnosed with diabetes at four. So it was a very steep learning curve on how to, learn how to use that and learn how to trust somebody else with your child that was mm. diabetic. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was yeah. the main reason. Um, but that was really the only thing that we weren't allowed. And Ashley's already said that she's not going to allow Aspen to go anywhere else, like somebody else's house. Cause you just can't mm-hmm. trust people that you don't know. Like, you yeah, do not know. Sure. Like if you know the person, like you can justify it. Like if they're family or they've been in the family for years and they're a, a long lasting family friend you can understand that stuff but somebody you just met five years ago at church you don't know them so i think it's not necessarily something that we like that's got to be that's got to be another episode in and of itself because i think we could talk on that forever right yeah, we can do a diabetes episode. Yeah, diabetes episode. My best sleepovers. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think it's. A, I think that's a great topic that we could talk about. Is like sleepovers in general because I feel like it's it's one. You either feel one way or you feel a complete opposite way. I feel like it's really hard to find a middle ground in that, and um, I feel like that'd be a great discussion. But yeah, I did think I'll so. To, I'll have to tell you guys a memory of a sleepover that's the worst i've ever like the maddest i've ever seen my mom and dad in my entire life after after one sleepover i'll have to tell you about that yeah all right yeah the um the only thing i can think of that they didn't allow that was didn't have anything to do with that was like uh we couldn't watch harry potter so we grew up in a super christian household so we weren't allowed to watch witchcraft so um we weren't allowed to watch harry potter i didn't see harry potter until i was like 20 years old (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I just watched it for the first time last year. I think it was awesome. I love it. I loved it. Yeah, it I watched great. all six movies in like two days. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. long movies. So we, we did as we did. As, 
Yeah. Me and my wife, girlfriend at the time, was uh, we watched all six of them in like two days. I can't remember one day we watched it. Can't remember the next day we finished it. And uh, I think that's something we'll let her watch that we're not going to control too much because there's a difference in something that's demonic and something that's entertainment, in my opinion. Yeah. And I didn't feel like that was demonic. I feel like it was just oh, pure God, fiction. Dude, you're oh, going to make boy. me correct you on this podcast. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. All I'm going to say... No, I'm not even going to say it. Don't do it. I'm, not even, I'm not even going to rabbit hole. I'm going to send you like a page. No, I'm just playing. I'm it's, not it's not feeling towards it. I'm not going to correct you. Can, you could text me, but but a lot of stuff that's demonic is entertaining. There yes. we go. That's 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 what I wanted to drop. I didn't want a rabbit trail. That's it. I I think it's <laughs> funny because my parents raised me in a way like I grew up in a Christian household, but it was like my parents were freshly Christian. Like they got saved when I was around seven. So it was like, and, and okay. They say they got saved around seven. Um, my dad didn't really get saved till like a couple years ago, this, this last year. Yeah. So it was really like we had, we had to kind of be the Christian household on the outside, but inside we really had like, my mom was strict about how we, portrayed ourselves if that makes sense but we also um I, I don't know it's weird she was like strict but she was like she allowed certain things like all video games like anime pokemon that type of stuff mm-hmm. um she was a little bit like weird about harry potter but not she would like mention stuff but what she always taught us was like she'd be like hey this is what like, you know, different theories and stuff we were taught in public school, you know, put two and two together. She'd be like, this is what they're going to tell you. Here's what I believe. Make your own, make your own choice from there. And so even though she was like so strict, I, I, when I moved out and like with, when I started raising my boys, it was like, I was the opposite. Like just anything yeah. went, I, I didn't like Tyler said, like, I was like, I don't even care if it's demonic. If it's entertaining, like I'll I'll take anything. You know, just went the total, totally opposite way. Um, and then now I've brought it back to where I'm not strict, but like even to like my boys. <laughs> Mason texted me the other day, Dad, 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 Dad. I gotta ask you a question. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Uh oh. <laughs> he goes, can I get an Oreo milkshake for breakfast tomorrow? I said, absolutely yes. not, buddy. I said, what are you talking about? It's my daughter like, every day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and Tyler so, left her. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's no, no, no. not for breakfast. We don't do sugar for breakfast. Well, anyways, that's Mason at 10 with how you're raising your daughter, Tyler. Um, but Evie, like we were laughing. Me and Rissa are like, she is like, she hasn't had anything besides uh, milk and breast milk and water. Like that's it. So like we're on like, we've just went so far on the opposite spectrum of like, you know, we still watch movies. Like we'll definitely watch movies, but it's funny because we watch movies now and we're like, Hey, you know, does this, what is this like linking to? I don't know. It's weird. It's a different, we're in like a different place than we were back then, I guess. So our kids are being raised in very opposite ends of the spectrum. Do you find that the boys notice that? I think that they do a little bit. Um, 
but I don't think it bothers them because because the same stru- like the structure is the same like we've just learned things like hey maybe we're not going to let them you know have that much sugar or just have free reign of the food you know so like they see it a little bit um but not really I mean we've shared stuff with them you know we've shared stuff with them that we've done differently with how we've raised them and and how we're raising Evie um it's also different cuz she's a little girl like I you know I've always thought of like I'm raising men now I'm like oh my gosh how long can I keep this beautiful little girl in my household and never let her get yeah. hurt or heartbroken you know and yeah. uh um yeah so it's uh it's 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 definitely interesting it's definitely interesting I had more to that but I completely forgot it so we always had to ask before we could eat like snacks like there were certain things we could eat like just freely like crackers whatever like stuff like that you can eat but like if we wanted like a, a little debbie or we wanted something with sugar in it we always had to, hey can i have this snack before we ate it because my mom we would eat the whole box like in a day so she had to kind of rein still. that back and be like yeah still yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm diabetic <laughs> with, with a dr Dude. pepper and a milkshake <laughs> Look, it's not that crazy okay we give her the dr pepper with her food she asked for, <laughs> so like this morning there's still a piece of cake left from the baby shower and uh she came in the room and said daddy can i have this cake for breakfast and she's so sweet when she asks and you say no we're not eating cake for breakfast for the fourth day in a row i just want and she just like starts bawling like you were fine three seconds ago till i told you no and then i'm like we're not doing this and i just walk out of the room and then she's fine but she asked every morning for a piece of cake a Reese cup, anything sweet. She wants it as soon as she wakes up. Like she'll just jump in the bed. Can I have a piece of chocolate? No, you can't have a piece of chocolate. It's 9 a.m. Like what's wrong with you? So. Yeah. You gave me Sprite at midnight. (laughs) That's how I am. That's how. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say, another thing that I feel like my parents didn't do as I was a kid or, or even as I got into high school and got a job was they never at least to my knowledge, I don't remember them sitting down and talking with me about how to handle money. Um, and yeah. it was, it was really hard to figure out how to handle that. And it was probably, it's one of the biggest contention points early on in our marriage. Um, and, and even still today is that I have a really hard time with money. Um, so I really want to raise my kids knowing how to handle money I really think that a big thing that I want to drive home with them is how to to teach them how to not live on a hundred percent of their income. You know, when you get paid, when you get a paycheck, you don't, you don't get that whole hundred percent of the paycheck. You know, you've got to set aside first and foremost in our house, we're going to tithe. And so you're going to set aside 10% of that paycheck and we're going to give it back to the church because that's where our priorities are. And then secondly, we're going to, we're going to save some money. You know, we're going to save a certain percentage. Um, And then we're also going to set aside some money to give to other people. You know, if we want to buy other people lunch or if we want to buy people gifts or whatever. Um, And just teach them that. And I I don't know how long they'll stick with that, you know, once that's not under our jurisdiction. Uh, But my prayer and my hope is that they will, you know, have some sort of knowledge on how to save money, how to give money and not um try to spend every single cent that comes in cuz man I worked a I worked a I had a job in high school pretty much all the way through and I could not tell you what I did with that money besides 
eating out and the $5 of gas that I would put in at a time because I, for some reason, couldn't fill up my whole gas tank. Like, I don't really know what I did with that money. Like, it just, it's gone and I, I don't know what I did with it. And I, I, I would hate for that to be how my kids handle money, you know? Right. I feel like that was me in a sense. So they taught me some things. So when I was in high school and had a job or while I was at home and had a job um, up till I was like 20 or so, uh, they made me save half my check until I got my first car. So they didn't buy me my first car. They didn't give me anything. Like I had to pay for my first cell phone. I had to buy my first cell phone, all of that. I think they bought my first cell phone, but I had to pay the bill is the way it worked. Um, so I had to work to pay for that and I had to save half my check to save for my first car. And I ended up saving half my check until me and my sister got up enough money to buy a car together and we just shared it because it was, it was expensive to buy a car. So I did. Oh. And then, <clears throat> I, but I was never taught like specifically, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to save. This is what you need to put your money into to save money and to build money. Um, and I think that's one thing that I struggle with today is uh is balancing that and not living on 90 to 100 percent of what you make and i just i don't want her to be in the same boat that i'm in you know yeah yeah abe you look like you're just thinking over there what do you what do you got in your mind yeah my my, my parents didn't teach me about money at all um and i don't think it was uh necessarily intentional really like my dad had a couple conversations, really, but it was never it was never the this is how you budget or this is what's gonna happen. It was um get your ass out of the house and get a job. <laughs> was pretty much was, you know, was was kinda how it went. And um I started uh I started making money and, and my first job was at Sam's Club. Uh I was making pizzas in the in the cafe um and then i remember a few weeks went by and and, you know i had a couple paychecks and all that kind of stuff and then i smarted off to my dad one time about something and he was like yeah okay it's time and he took me down to at&t and paid a thousand dollar deposit to put my cell phone in my name next month got shut off (laughs) you know so i i learned you know i i mean I, i i learned the hard way and, and now yeah. it's it's to the point where we're we're looking at, you know, we we're working on building generational wealth, right? And yeah. so working through that piece of here's some financial goals that we want. We want to have enough money um, to you know send the kids to college or a or a vocational school or learning. I should say learning after high school. Right, some yeah. type, something, because we're not. I'm not going to force them to college or anything like that. My parents didn't do that for me, right? They just said, "Hey, if you're going to join the workforce, if you're not going to go to college, you're going to have to bust your ass," because yeah. inherently businesses are going to accept people with a degree, not because of the learnings that they have, but it's the commitment, right? To say that I'm going to do a four year or six year or whatever. And I'm going to get my degree or my doctorate or my master's or, or, or whatever it is, you know, um, unless you're going in a very specific profession, but whatever. I'm not going to force my kids to, to go to college, but I am going to I am going to really push them of some type of extended learning after after high school. So we're focusing on, you know, having enough money to where we're not financially strained um, when they're when they're out of high school. 
you know, so we're putting money aside for that. You know, we've got some pretty serious financial goals um, that we that we want to hit. And we're learning all of this stuff by ourselves, you know, and the idea is that we know it enough and have lived it enough that by the time they start making money, we can coach them and walk them through. Here's where we started. Here was our struggle and our journey until we realized X. And here's what we want to teach you. We can't force you to do this, but here's what you're going to go through if you don't, you know, and, and, and that type of thing. So it's really just uh, my parents didn't do that um, at no fault of them. I don't blame them in any way, shape or form for that, you know. Um, so it's a, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's something that uh, it's something that definitely keeps me up at night because I look at the amount that we want and I scratch my head going, we're not, we're not on pace to, to hit this anytime soon. So yeah. now it's like, how do I, you know, we're working and figuring out where and what type of investments we want to, you know, we want to start with and, and how our money can make money for us, mm-hmm. you know, to where, yeah. you know, in, in 10, 15 years, we're fi- completely financially free. Um, mm-hmm. You know, really, all we have is this is this new house and a truck payment, right? Everything else is just bills for yeah. the house. We're not in super, I mean, in super credit card debt or anything like that. You know, so yeah. it's, we're paying as much as we can on this house to get it paid down, and so. But it's a it's a it's a mental struggle, all the time. Every episode, we want to end with a question for you, our audience. You can respond at Instagram at Somehow I Dad, comment and subscribe on YouTube at Somehow I Dad, or email us at somehowidad at gmail.com. Last episode, we asked, what are some of your New Year's resolutions, goals, and habits that you want to instill this year? Let's hear what you had to say. Ryan in Indiana said, I think my main resolution as far as parenting goes is to be more consistent. I tend to let my current mood determine what I find to be acceptable behavior from my kids at any given time. And that has to be confusing for them. I need to get more patient. I do think I get more patient every year, but my kids proportionately get more insane. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> Ryan, I just want to say thank you so much for being open and honest with us about that answer. Uh, it's such a great goal to work towards. I think we all can say that letting our mood affect our parenting is probably one of the hardest things to work on. Um, I think we're all all working towards that that goal as well. This week's episode, we want to know what are some of your favorite dad jokes, and we look forward to hearing your answers on the next episode. Please write into the show by messaging us on Instagram at somehowidad or email us at somehowidad at gmail.com. Also, if you have any questions about dad life, parenting, or marriage questions, please reach out to us on Instagram or email as well. Thank you all so much for listening, and please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. Until next time, I'm Gordo. I'm Flat Earth Abe. I'm Wendigo Tyler. And I'm Garrett. Remember, the being good enough isn't the goal. Being the best version of you is. I hate Which you includes guys. being a parent. I hate you guys. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye.